Welcome to this Knowledge Natter by RCBS Knowledge. Here we have friendly and informal discussions with our Knowledge Award champions and those who are empowered by quality improvement in their work. Whether you're a veterinary surgeon, veterinary nurse, receptionist or member of management, quality improvement will and can positively impact your everyday life. Listen and be inspired. Hi everyone. Today I'm going to talk to some of our winners from the Antimicrobial Stewardship Knowledge Awards which is very exciting um, and a subject that's so relevant to all of us. So I'm going to talk to um, Paul Stanley and Emily Parr. Paul is the vet and head of QI at White Lodge Vets um, and Emily is the head vet at White Lodge Vets in Exmouth in Devon. Hi um, Paul and Emily. Hi. Hello. Hi. So how did you get involved in running an antimicrobial stewardship project in the first place? Um, so it all started really at a, a vets meeting and we were going through the BSADA Protect Me poster, um, which if you haven't seen it is a poster where you can go through as a practice and select what antibiotics you can use or not for which relevant sort of um, conditions. It's sort of a very good resource making sure that you're not using protected antibiotics and things like that. And we got onto the subject of cat bite abscesses and we'd all heard before essentially from either at university or colleagues or at CPD that we don't need to use antibiotics for them but we never really been brave enough um, essentially not to use them so we went away and we had a look to see if there was any available sort of papers or information to sort of give us confidence and we didn't find anything really um, so we made a conscious step as a team to try and see if we could prove it to ourselves which was which is very scary but then it sort of set up in discussion trying to figure out a way that we could audit it and make sure that we keep animal welfare at the forefront but also see if we can don't have to use antibiotics to clear up those cat bite abscesses and it was it was quite scary but also quite slightly exciting to be involved in but certainly at the beginning before we had some results it was a bit of backing each other up and sort of a bit of a, a time but it was it was something that in the end I'm sure as we'll discuss it, it had some great results and we massively managed to reduce our antibiotic usage but it was conversation really off the back of that really that got us involved in it. Great I mean I being a being a bit of a dinosaur vet myself I've obviously uh, used antibiotics in, in cat bite abscesses and so I think yes you were very brave to take that step to actually believe that, that you could you could do that. So, um, Emily, what, what was the aim of the project? So really, the aim was to give confidence to our vets in our practice, but then in, in other practices as well, that you can follow the Protect Me guidelines and, um, and, and really that we, you, you can do that through clinical audit as well so to back up your results so that you know that actually you are following best practice and, and you can prove that through, through audit. Um, but it was also more broadly sort of to open a discussion within the practice about one health approach and, and focus on our antibiotic prescribing culture. And so really, I suppose our, our, our broader aim was to change the prescribing culture across the practice, starting with cat bite abscesses, um, sort of adopting a more case by case um, approach and then sort of giving confidence to our peers to use the up to date clinical guidelines and, and only use antibiotics where absolutely necessary. 
Well, that that's music to my ears. Being a huge fan of of clinical audit, that you actually use clinical audit to check what you were doing in your own practice and if it was working or not, and 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 using guidelines. But that so that was your theory. But how did you actually carry out the project? So essentially, what we did is is we um use some of the audit templates that are available. I know there are plenty available on the RCVS Knowledge website as well to essentially come up with a plan that everyone could follow so they knew what they were doing. And certainly we did it as a team to come up with the inclusion bacteria so everyone was on board, particularly with something like this where <laughs> it's taking a big step not to use the antibiotics. You need to make sure that people are, are comfortable with what they're doing. Um, we're also quite lucky. Um, we're a CVS practice and we had access to other people in the company that we could email and say, look, we're trying to do this. Can you help us? Because we have a lot of ideas. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to do lots of exciting things, but we don't <laughs> actually fully know what we're doing. So thankfully, there were a lot of people that we could speak to. In terms of the inclusion bacteria, really, for the um, cat biopsies, we came up with a template that would automatically come on the perhaps management system when you typed it. So you type it through letters and then a, a checklist would come up, essentially. So everyone knew they was on board. And essentially, we decided that it would be that if the cat wasn't pyrexic and we decided on a weird cutoff point, but this is what everyone was comfortable on, which was uh, 39.4 degrees and above was considered pyrexic. If cellulitis were pr was present as well, or if there's any underlying health conditions, these would be reasons that we might consider giving antibiotics. Anything else, we decided just to essentially lance and flush send home on obviously pain relief um, and either they were cleaned often with hibby or sort of um, sometimes just salty water if owners didn't want to do that and then they were made sure that they were rechecked within sort of a week's time with a nurse um, free of charge. The owners were obviously told everything that's going on. We tried to communicate the results with them as they went along to get them on board but we also used the um, BSAVA no prescription required um, forms to also get that extra bit of information to the owners encourage them if they had any concerns or questions to come back sooner. This made it quite standardised so everyone could follow it. The checklist also included things uh, essentially whether the cat bus was open or closed, whether sedation was need, you know, to check that it would remind people to lance and clean it. And then this is also extra things that we could collect and audit. And then if we realise, okay, all the closed abscesses need antibiotics and all the open, we could pick this up early and didn't carry on essentially compromising welfare. But Thankfully, that didn't matter and that didn't seem to matter, um, but it, it just made it standardised across all the vets. And we were quite um, fortunate that talking to our sister practice, um, Brandon Styles um, in Exmouth, they followed the same audit. And then I got speaking to, to other people and the company and another vets practice joined as well. Um, and having a standardised audit, I mean, everyone knew what they were doing and they could, you know, follow it quite reliably to sort of also make the results more relevant because if we're all doing different things then we, we wouldn't be able to sort of really put much emphasis on the results because we wouldn't know exactly what was going on. That's excellent so you get your own results but then if other practices are doing it you can eventually get some benchmark results yes. and com com you can all compare to a benchmark. Now you said that everyone was on board in the team but um, were they all? Was, was the problem getting anyone, any of the vets on board? I think initially there was a bit of people were worried. I don't think they didn't want to be on board because the first thing we did was hold, uh, we held a vet meeting and we discussed the Protect Me poster. We agreed 
agreed on the project as a team um, that we were all going to be brave and in it together um, and yes some of the vets were very worried but we supported each other um, you know so if there was a you know a vet consulting and a, a, you know, a cat turned up with a with a cat bite and there was an abscess you know they'd go and chat to another vet and together they'd say no you don't need to give it antibiotics you know we've, we've, we've decided that together so it was very much a, a team effort um, and I think because that because we developed the audit with the involvement of the staff, the clinical staff, right from the word go, uh, and vets and nurses, you know, it that really encouraged participation, really. And, uh, you know, we had posters in each of the clinical rooms to remind the vets about the audit. Um, and, you know, and, and Paul kept giving the results out as they were sort of coming through so that it stayed relevant and, and everyone sort of stayed on board. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, keeping everybody involved at every stage uh, meant that we, we had complete buy-in from the whole team. That's brilliant. So it was the communication and, and involving everybody. So everybody knew what was happening. Nobody thought something was going on. They didn't really understand. That, that sounds brilliant. And you said the vets and nurses. Um, did you get the reception team involved too? So, so they were aware of um, everything um, that was involved. Everyone was involved in the meeting. Um, in regards to that, but the reception knew that the routine would be if it's a cat bite abscess, you know, they'd be sent out, they see the notes, they come back in, in a week's time to have a, a free check with a nurse. So they were aware, but I think with the, the clients, because we were ourselves quite scared, we're so invested, we said, Look, any problems, call us. <laughs> we don't mind. We're happy to see them again and check it over. And to be honest, I think the owners just really appreciated sitting down talking through why you're doing it but also also they did appreciate the, the, the free sort of re-exam as well i think part of the uptake helped that the owner was a you know no no loss if you see what i mean because technically they were saving money because they weren't having antibiotics but also they didn't have to worry about the cost of a re-exam which one thing in the audit is we wanted to make sure is that the cheaper option necessarily wasn't just antibiotics because they were avoid, avoiding we wanted to remove any cost. cost bias and do you know what the owners were really on board um a lot of them actually pointed out the poster in the consult room and wanted to discuss about <laughs> it and i was i was pleasantly surprised actually i thought there would be a lot more resistant from clients but i think because of the way things are in the media they're a lot more aware of it they're certainly very keen to not have antibiotics if, if needed and particularly if you're incentivizing it come back it's free of charge don't worry and then we'll just do it they were a lot more on board and I'd say since we've done it to be honest I've been challenged by a few clients some cases that definitely need antibiotics traditionally <laughs> which she always makes to an awful conversation it's like no please take this I wouldn't give it if you didn't need it yeah, that's why I asked you about the receptionists, because I think um, they're the ones who might have got the backlash a little bit from clients, because, um, you know, often people will come out the consult room having, you know, been quite polite and so on with the vet and then start saying to the receptionist, I can't understand why they didn't do this and that. So that's really interesting. And I loved your poster idea. Yeah, I was also going to say that actually we include our reception team in our QI meetings. Um, so obviously this was something that was discussed at our clinical vet meetings, but we discussed it very much during uh, our QI. Um, so, you know, it was the receptionists were all there and they were sort of, you know, maybe slightly in the background of the conversations, but they were there for it. Um, and 
they certainly if there'd have been any problems with any clients they would have uh, felt quite happy to speak to speak to the vets about it and clarify for the for, you know we're a very close-knit team when it comes to qi sort of stuff excellent because it is a whole team effort isn't it qi it is yeah and the idea of the the free follow-up concepts these these are with the veterinary nurses were they the, the follow-up consults yes they were yeah and did you find that really reassured the owners the fact that they were going to get that free follow-up concert yes absolutely I mean they you know it 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 helps build the relationship with the nurses as well the nursing team um and and again it got the nurses really on board with the uh you know with the project because they were the ones that were actually seeing these cats come back in doing really well um despite not having had antibiotics so yes I I think just more generally I I think that uh helped build the relationship with nurses and, and the nurses again with the vets too Excellent. And the, the poster, tell me about the poster you had in the consult room. So the poster was the best bit of the, of, of the audit for me. It was <laughs> very fun. Uh, so we had a picture in each consult room uh, of Keith, who is Paul's uh, very naughty cat, who is constantly fighting other, other cats in the neighbourhood. Um, and on the poster, there's a, a speech bubble from Keith that says, I don't need antibiotics. I'm just a naughty boy. <laughs> and uh, the clients thought that that was absolutely brilliant um, and it certainly you know made the vets and nurses laugh and it was there as sort of lightened the project uh, you know because these things can be a little bit serious but it, it was absolutely brilliant it was a stroke of genius from from Paul um, and I, I mean I think it was actually really fundamental to, to the success of the project. Brilliant and um, what about the results that you, you got can you tell us about the results? Um, so the results were really um really rewarding um so certainly in terms of so what we did we're monitoring basically which cats came back after that week and whether they needed antibiotics so when we um submitted our application for the award we had 22 cases um and 86 percent of them got better without antibiotics which is a large number of cats essentially that didn't need it but we actually carried on the project um uh, with three practices involved and in the end we had 52 cases um, with a 85% cure rate, um, which was really rewarding to see that even when we carried it on, the cure rate didn't drop and we weren't getting exceptionally lucky. That was obviously quite nice to see, but we also tracked how much reduction in antibiotics. And particularly um, at White Lodge here, we had a 32.6 reduction in um I always pronounce the drug name wrong. Sebavessin. thank <laughs> you very much. Um, since we started the audit, um, which is fantastic, and that was just in, uh, that was volume, wasn't it? Was that number of times? That, that was reduction in the number of times it was dispensed, but yeah. that represented a well, 62% reduction in the number of times it was dispensed in the second half of the audit. So you had some amazing results. Can you tell us about them, please? Yeah, um, of course. So it was, it was really satisfying. Um, when we submitted the award, we had 22 cases and we found out that 86% of them got better with our antibiotics. Um, but after that, we carried on collecting the data, essentially, and across three practices, um, we found out that we had um, 52 cases in total and it was 85% that cured. And that was really great to so say the results didn't drop despite over doubling the number of um, cases um, and it also means it's a you know I always think that case numbers are quite hard to come by in veterinary step well 
quality improvements. So to have that number is quite reassuring. The other very satisfying thing is the reduction we had in uh, long-acting um, antibiotic usage, which Emily will say the name, so always... Supervestin. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, so we tracked it in two periods, the first half of the audit, and then after we started sharing our results. So in the first half while we're doing the audit, we had a um, 32.6 reduction in our use of that drug. And we started sharing the results, and this increased confidence in the team, and more and more people stopped using antibiotics. And we actually got up to a 61.9% reduction in, in the amount of drug that we use, which is a huge difference. It's a very important antibiotic, um, particularly you know in the wide world with humans as well. So it was really satisfying results that we got. Wow, yes, those are amazing results, I have to say. I think that that's amazing. And, and the fact that it carried on, that it wasn't just, you know, um, the first few when, when everybody was enthusiastic. And are you continuing to audit this going forward? Um, so we've stopped auditing the cat by abscesses at the moment. Um, we're currently working um, ourselves at our, our CVS knowledge, hopefully to get this in a publishable form so we can share it with everyone. And hopefully everyone else can have a go because hopefully the audit is written in quite a, a nice way. Well, I think nice, but easy, understandable. Even I can understand it. So that's the main thing. And we're actually in contact with they're redoing the BSAVA Protect Me poster soon. And they want they're interested on in our results and would like once we published it to link it in. So it'd be quite nice to go full circle <laughs> um, back to where we began, really, with the poster and then affecting next year's, which would be quite satisfying. Wonderful. That's really kind of holistic, isn't it, to 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 do that? That that sounds brilliant. So you're not auditing it now, but I guess at some point in the future you'll do a re-audit to check you're still on track with it, will you? Yeah, most definitely. Um, we'll make sure that everyone's um, still doing it. I mean, just in terms of it's quite satisfying that, that I'd say the long-acting injection goes out of date in the fridge, it's not normally opened. I think that <laughs> we will come back to it and do it properly, but it's, it's quite satisfying to that no one really reaches for it anymore. And I'd say even across other cases, not cat bite abscesses, as Emily was saying earlier, that whole approach of, okay, do we actually need this? And then if we are reaching for something that's a bit more protective, we'll have a discussion and we'll go, can I get someone else to agree with me that this is necessary? Because it, it makes you stop and think, <laughs> essentially. And to know that we've decreased our, you know, use of particularly important antibiotics, you know, not just sevovestin, but also fluoroquinolones is, you know, it's great. And we know we're contributing to that one health approach. Absolutely. No, that's amazing. And and you think you've reduced antibiotics generally, you general yes. use in the practice. Yeah. And are you planning any um, future audits on any other subjects? So we've got a couple of audits planned. There's one that we've just finished where we pain scored all our operations for a year. Um, and then we identified areas that we thought we could improve. And Emily very kindly um, got somewhat um, down from a referral centre to help us see if we could improve our techniques. And we've just finished reordering that to see if we've made improvement. So we need to look at that. And we're going to look at our antibiotic usage in ear treatments. We just need to tweak exactly how we're going to order it and what we're going to use um, to make sure everyone's comfortable before we start that. So we certainly got a few things that we're going to be carrying on with. Excellent. And how would you say this um, audit and, and QI generally is impacting your team? I, I think uh, there's been so many positives from this, um, you know, from it being just a, a really good team building exercise, 
you know, uh, the peer-to-peer support that's developed. We've had improved communication and it's really encouraged clinical discussions between, between you know, vets and, and nurses as well. I would say that particularly as a first opinion practice, it's very nice to know that we can do this here in first opinion because there's probably lots of very excited people do it. My ignorance when we started this, I assume this is a referral thing, this is a university thing, we're in first opinion, we can't get involved, but actually it's the best place for a lot of things. And I think it's given the whole team that we can actually affect things here, you know, in Devon as well, which is being from Devon is quite biased, but yeah. it's great to do it sort of in first opinion. And I think the whole team has just been so proud to have been involved in it, you know, and to see how successful it is. And and they're desperate to be part of the next, uh, you know, audit that we do. And it has given everybody the confidence that actually we can we can affect change from first opinion practice and and the things that are coming that can come out of first opinion practice audits and and maybe even research um, affect first opinion practitioners. Um, you know, it's so relevant. Uh, so I think, yeah, the whole team is, it's really gelled everybody together um, and the whole team are just really proud of it. Excellent. Now, I think it's a brilliant example of how first opinion practice can get involved in these things. And I absolutely agree that first opinion practice is where this should be happening. GP practice where these things should be happening, because that's what the majority of us spend our careers doing. And that's most of the client interactions are in, are in first opinion practice. So fantastic. So I think that your audit is amazing and your results are amazing and just really inspiring. Um, so I hope other people will listen to this and be inspired to to um, look at it too. And your um, case example will be on the RCVS Knowledge website. So anybody who's been inspired by listening to both of you can read about it too. So thank you again. That's been brilliant. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Pam. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed this recording. Please share it with your colleagues and friends. If you would like to find out more about quality improvement and access our free courses, examples and templates, please visit our quality improvement pages on our website at rcbsknowledge.org.